Yes, it's Monday, and it's time to talk about ghosts with I, Kevin Eustace. Hi, I hope you're all okay this week. I hope it's going fine for you. I really hope so, but we're only a few hours in. And if it's not, don't worry. In the words of D-Ream, featuring Brian Cox on piano, things can only get better. I do hope you're all fantastically well, though, and I mean it's unlike all other podcasters who say it. However, on very good authority, they don't mean it as much as me. Truth, fact, word, life, and other things. Anyway, what have we got in store for today? Says me, travelling to... Um, I don't know, somewhere in the northwest. Mm. Put wood in thaw. Anyway, we've got all the usual mayhem. Mayhem! Look at me, quirky sod. We've got all the usual stuff. So, firstly, I'm going to say a big thank you to our Patreons via the medium of song. Then I'm going to do Paranormal Review, where I, Kevin, hi, review something paranormal so that you don't have to review it for yourself. Then normally, normally... We would listen to one of your true paranormal experiences. We have a slight issue with that in the fact that no one sent any in. Permit, you know, that was on purpose, that silence. So, guys, do us a favor, write down a scary story, send it in. Because one thing I won't do, I'll tell you right now, is, um, you know, scour the internet and find, find them yourselves. <laughs> Um, no, seriously, though, if you've got a scary story and it happened to you genuinely, then send it across, and I'd love to read it. What we're going to do next week is a little bit of a special... Um, sorry, just kick some. A little bit of a special... Uh, if he agrees now, it's up in the air whether he will, and we'll find out, no doubt, next week, obviously. But tomorrow I'm going to see me dad, and I'm going to take the handheld, and I'm going to get his opinion on ghosts, see if he's got any ghost stories to tell, which may go in there. I'm not sure whether it would replace Becca's Reddit Corner or whether it would be, you know, it would replace the part that we don't have this week, thanks to no one sending in any ghost stories. Contact at Talk About Ghost, by the way. That's the email address. Um, but, yeah, so we might have me dad on next week. That would be good, wouldn't it? Get his take on it. Might have a good chat with him. And we'll put that out. But thankfully, and this is coincidentally, the um, Becker's Red Corner for today runs 20 minutes. Mm. Mm. So, you know, we shouldn't miss it that much. The fact that we don't have a ghost story on a ghost podcast. Well, we do, but it's from Reddit. You know what I mean? But before we do all that, of course, we need to say a big thank you to anyone who signed up over at Patreon. When you sign up at Patreon, not only do you support this little ramshackle operation, you also get your name sung out by little old me as a thank you. Yes, hi, and my guitar, which is here. There you go, that was proof. Um, although it's dead funny because I'm in an office, an actual office environment where you work. If you work in an office, imagine if the room next door some random, I say goth because I wear black, um, but some like, someone who fancied themselves as a goth, anyway, turned up with a guitar and started belting out people's name via song once every Monday. Wouldn't you be a bit like, the fucking hell's going on? This place is going to part. Anyway, um, so not only, you basically get two shows, you get me rambling, as I clearly like to do, and then on a Sunday, we talk about paranormal stuff if we can and this week I think me and Becca done an alright job of staying on track we talked about ghosts of Christmas 
Yes, because it's that time of year, isn't it? Everything's Christmassy. People walking out of stores with due care and attention, or without due care and attention, staring at the phones, walking out. You, when people walk out and they just stop, and you know when you're like, "Oh, sorry, this earth that God built clearly just for you, you seem to be. Am I in your way? Should I not have just been travelling through this completely?" people-free zone until you stepped out staring at your phone and decided everyone should walk around you? There the should be. No. Can I say that? Yeah, in fact, fuck it, I, sh I am saying it. There should be people on high visits who I will hire and they will have little red stickers books on them and they will go around and when they see one of these inconsiderate knobheads who just walk out of a shop during Christmas staring at the sky like they've been dropped off by a spaceship and everyone has to change their course of direction to move around these inconsiderate arseholes. And you can tell who they are. They're normally the ones who are like, Raphael! She's called the kids after the turtles, obviously. And, you know, the kids are running riots, but it's everyone else's fault. Um, one of these sorts of people, stick a red sticker on them, and then at the end of the day, a van goes round, collects them all, and moves them all to the... I keep saying the Isle of Man, but I like the Isle of Man now. Um, somewhere uninhabited, and let them just start life on there, you know, together, get in each other's way, and see whose fault it is then. Anyway, rant over. So, a big thank you. <laughs> a big thank you to everyone who signed up over at Patreon. So you need to go to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts, and when you do, I will sing your name as a bit of a thank you, just like I'm about to do for the following people. The guitar is well and truly out, and people in people people in neighbouring offices will be like, "What the fucking hell is that?" I'll tell you what it is. It's a thank you song for Paula Hall and Ashley Harding, and it goes like this. Ooh, everybody. Paula Hall and Ashley Harding's and up to Patreon. Oh, yeah, there's loads of content over there and they're helping keep the show lights on, on, Ooh. I'm not joking, there's about maybe 300 hours, I'm not even messing. The best part is when me and Becca think we've found a cat But we haven't found a cat It was actually going home But it didn't stop at that Becca made me stand outside its house And act real weird till the person come out And I had to say, is that your cat? And she looked at me like I had ten heads And said, yes, it's my cat Why the fuck are you outside of my house? Ooh. So if you'd like to join Patreon Head over to patreon.com forward slash We need to talk about ghosts Now let's have a paranormal review, shall we? 
Yes, it's that time in proceedings where I, Kev, hi, like to, um, you know, tell you about something I've watched so that you don't have to watch it yourself, review it for yourself and decide to rewatch it because then they would pick you up in a white van. Anywho, for avid Patreon listeners and listeners who may have heard it anyway, you will be aware I made a mistake in that song. It wasn't a dog. Sorry, it wasn't a cat we thought we found. It was a dog. Yeah, we followed a dog all the way back to its house. And Becca was like, no, there's nowhere dogs just out without a lead. And I was like, listen, I've got 10 years on you. This was a thing. People used to just let the dogs out. You know, they'd go to work and say, bye. And the dog would be like, see you later. And it'd just get off. Um, we had one in our street called Kipper. Kipper was lovely, unless you got near it. In which case, it would bite you. And its owners would say, you shouldn't have got close. And your dad would say, you shouldn't have got close. Things have changed. Anyway, that's not paranormal. What is paranormal is the thing I've been watching on Netflix. And it's only a four-parter. Right, it's called The Mysteries of Faith. Now, to me, a Roman Catholic, or should I say, at least one, um, you know, I was baptised Roman Catholic. I don't do anything mad like go to church. But it's dead interesting. So the four episodes it covers are The Crown of Thorns, yes, um, The Holy Grail, The Holy Cross of Brazil, and The Saint Next Door. Hmm. But it's really good because it's one of these where, it's one of these programs where it, it, it's, it tries to stay balanced, do you know, like in terms of, is it a mystery? Is it a miracle? Is it just bollocks? One of the things it, it kind of alludes to, but it doesn't really nail home, which it should, is the amount of relics that are out there. So if you put together every, you know, like there's cathedrals out there who claim to have a part of the original cross, right? Now, if you put together all those little pieces of wood, you could build Notre Dame Cathedral. So they can't all be legit. Do you know what I mean? And it's like the episode about the crown of thorns. It's intertwined with diamonds and stuff. And it's like, I, I, I fell in a thorn bush once and I didn't come out smelling of diamonds. Not the diamond smell, but you know what I mean? So, but it, at the same time, it's fascinating. It's fascinating to see the level of belief people have, not in England, because England seems to be a very atheist country at the moment. Do you know what? Funny enough, I had this conversation with my dad um, he was telling me about a priest from that used to serve in our parish when I was an altar boy. He was only covering. And basically, he'd been done for child molesting. Um, I know Quell's Kel Surprise. Um, and I said I couldn't remember him. And my dad said, no, do you remember? He used to squeeze your hands so tightly. You'd have to stand on your tiptoes through the pain. And I was like, oh, that's the man. That man's been done for abusing children. Oh, how surprising. Um, but then that got us onto saying that, like, my dad was like, no, 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 like every church. So within our parish, our, our larger parish, we had St. Aidan's, St. Aloysius, St. Agnes. I don't know why we were all A's. Um, and I think St. Columbus was on the outskirts. Anyway. And my dad said every one of those churches in the 80s had about four or five priests per church because it was that busy every Sunday. Um, there'd be a mass at nine, a mass at 10, and a mass at 11 
There'd be a mass on a Saturday night for those who couldn't make the mass on the Sunday. And I used to serve Saturday nights because I'd want me Sunday to myself. But it's so, like the attendance of the congregation is so down now that they've closed St. Aidan's. It's amalgamated with St. Aloysius and it's got one priest. Now, I know there's a lot of people out there who go, good. Uh, I mean, and don't get me wrong. I'm literally telling you a story about a Catholic priest who's been done for molesting a child. So I'm not saying, you know, that it, it's a good thing. But what I will say is there is good and bad in everyone, as um, Sir Paul McCartney once sung. Uh, or was it Michael Jackson? I can't remember. One of the two. It was ebony and ivory anyway. But my point being is that my experience of the Catholic Church has been good. I've been fortunate. I appreciate that. And I appreciate there's been a lot more who've been horrifically treated. Um, but it's very interesting how the, you know, the attendance seems wrong to say. It sounds like a Mick Jagger concert. Not the Rolling Stones, Mick Jagger, solo tour. Um, you know, how attendance dwindles. And I said to me, Dad, I wonder if it's war. Do you know what I mean? Because apparently spiritualism boomed after and during the Second World War because people obviously wanted to know about their loved ones. They wanted to know about the afterlife. They wanted to pray for the safety of their relatives at war. And it was a Helen Duncan who was done as witchcraft because she was a Helen Duncan. I might be wrong here. But there was somebody who apparently um, somebody asked like, How's our Henry getting on? And this medium goes, like, to a group of people. Oh, he was on a secret mission in France and the, the boat blew up. And, like, MI5 heard about this and went, this was secret. How the fucking hell does she know? Burn her! Anyway, so, yeah, I do wonder if we had, like, a big massive world war, whether religion would spike again. I don't know. It's a, it's a theory. But my point being, anyway, this program, Mysteries of Faith, is well worth a watch, even if you're not religious, because it at least gives you an insight into the, into the mind of those who are. And I think learning is something we should all strive to continue doing. So my review for this, interestingly, um, now I'm God-fearing here because I'm a Catholic, so and I do fear God, it turns out. I constantly, well, not constantly, but I've realized that if I say something or do something, it says me, I, I swear like a mother freaker on this. But, you know, if I do something and I'm like, God wouldn't like that, I'll look up and go, sorry. You know what I mean? Um, so the Catholic can be saying, stick your two arms out, put two thumbs up and say it's good. But in reality, it's one and a half thumbs down. So, but not as in facing down. There's still, the thumbs are up, but the arms are down. Is what I'm saying. So it's still worth a watch. But in fact, from a from a human, you know, a human person, a human person, you know, as in as opposed to those human tortoises you see everywhere, like Raphael, the naughty child. Um, you know, from a human like perspective and watching how people interact with their faith, it's two thumbs out and like go and give it a watch. It reminds me though, speaking about like miracles and faith and stuff like that. I'll never, I'm definitely going to hell for this one thing, right? Definitely going to hell. We went to, it wasn't Rome. Where was it? I think it was Sicily. And it, um, Sicily's like Roman Catholic, as you get. Do you know what I mean? It really is. I think arguably more Roman Catholic than the Vatican. 
Sicily. Anyway, um, we were in a little market just outside one of their wonderful like cathedrals. They all look like cathedrals. It probably wasn't a cathedral. It's like a square with about five churches in, and there was a market outside. Anywho, uh, I love antiques and anything like that. And I was looking, there was this wonderful little crucifix. Um, and I was like, that's interesting. Looks really old. And the fellow was away somewhere. And I was, there was a screw at the bottom of it. And I was like, why is it got a screw? And he undone part of this screw. And I was like messing around with it and tinkering. And next thing, the crucifix opens in half, right? And there is a small fragment of paper inside with a red dot on it, right? And I'm like, the fucking hell's that? Then, hence, sorry, not hence. <clears throat> then came along gust of wind. And Bobby Wind blew that piece of paper out into the ether. And I was like, oh, shit. Fold Jesus back in half again, screw them together, place them back, walk away like nothing's happened. Anyway, a quick little Google search. Turns out these things, there's a name for them. Um, which evade my mind right now. But anyway, inside of them is meant to be a freaking relic. So it's meant to be a Bible parchment, right, with saint's blood on it. Now, this thing clearly hadn't been opened in, I don't know, about 80 years. So I've probably, somewhere in Sicily, floating through the air right now is the blood of St. Anthony. And I say that because he's the patron saint of lost things. Um, but yeah, it, it did make me think that's not good. That's definitely going to be on St. Peter's list when you, you get to the gate. It'll be like, and uh, St. Anthony said you, um, you disposed of some of his blood in a rather obscure manner. And I'll be like, oh, Don. At the same time, God's in charge of the weather. So, you know. And then you'll be like, oh, and you're blaming God. Good. Well, just take the escalator down, please. Anyway, um, what we're going to have now is, of course, Becca's Reddit Corner. It's a long one, thankfully, because we don't have any ghost stories to tell, but we do on Reddit. So let's go over there right now. Ladies and gentlemen, now it is time for Paranormal Reddit Corner with Becca. Hello, you wonderful people, and here we are in the, of course, beautiful, beautiful and deadly and dark chamber, which is owned by none and other than... Me! Becca! Hello! Hooray! Um, Becca's back from Jeddah. I'm back! But did you have a good trip? Yeah, it was good, thank you. You went on a yacht, didn't you? I did. Uh, a luxury yacht. It was a luxury yacht? Very lovely. Look at you living the life. I know. Meanwhile, me and the kitten were just, you know... Living off scraps, starting fires in the living room, <laughs> trying to stay warm. I doubt that. Holding each other for heat. Well, at least you had each other. Well, like sister and brother, we ran to each other. You know, it's a weird song, that, isn't it? Like sister and brother, we run to each other. We don't want all the world to know we are really lovers. What? Are they the lyrics? Yeah. Yeah. Like sister and brother, I didn't we'll wave. Oh, is it wave to each other? Uh, waves much better than run. But why but wouldn't I, you want the world to know that you wave to each other? I don't know. I mean, it must be an affair song. It's got to be. Because why wouldn't they want anyone to know the lovers? Unless they are sister and brother. Oh, maybe they act like the sister and brother because they don't want anyone to know that they're actually having an affair. So it's like we run to each other like sister and brother. We wave to each other. Da, da, da. We don't want anyone to know that we're actually lovers. Because it may be. I mean, you know what? I mean, I'm sorry. This is very out. This is not relevant. But I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to Google during Becca's Red Corner. 
the lyrics to like sister and brother just so we can i need to know this now it's one of those things we need to forgive the pun put it to bed yes like sister it's it's come up like sister and brother meaning perfect sounds like that's exactly what you want to do like sister and brother lyrics it's such a small town girl News travels faster than a sigh. I could sing this to you because another song. I'd rather you didn't. Okay. News travels faster than a sigh. Everybody wants to know about the next man's secret. Every time we meet up on the street, we've got to keep it. We've got to keep it. Like sister and brother, we'll wave to each other. We don't want all the world to know we are really lovers. So we'll talk about the weather till we're alone together. Then all the world will fail, fade and die. And baby, there is only you and I. Sometimes it's hard to hide, pent-up emotions we both feel. I want to tell the world I love you, but I dare not say it until he let you go. Ooh. Ooh. There's only one way we can play it. We can play it, in brackets. Like sister and brother, etc. Um, and then repeat to fade. So it was an affair. So it was an affair. So they're not actually sister and brother. They just wave to each other, nice and lightly, as if they're sister and brother, nothing more. Yeah. I don't want the world to know. But then as soon as the back's turned... You know what is a weird thing is that like I've heard recently um, of, of about like four, none of this is paranormal, sorry guys, we will get there, about four or five like relationships where the woman's cheated on the man, you know, mm. she's been found out to be having an affair mm. and the man's been like devastated, obviously. Mm. And I can't fathom that, I can't picture you having an affair, but then I think that's exactly what they must have thought. You can say that about anyone who's have a, has an affair ever. Yeah, 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 I know, yeah, but it's just, but it was a weird sort of, because it was a guy that I know, mm. as well, so when I say it's a guy I know, it's, um, one of my dad's mates, really good mates, came to see him, because obviously he's unwell, um, and he found out about it, and he hasn't seen him in a while, really good mates, no, but they used to work together, so, anyway. Do these, I know him? Um, you've met him when you were riding the bull in... <laughs> what? <laughs> Remember so that day when we, when we went on a wine tasting and we got absolutely fucked and then we ended up in um, that pub with the bull ride machine at like four in the afternoon? I don't think I rode the bull. And you sung Babushka. I remember singing Babushka. I don't think I rode the bull. Well, anyway, on karaoke mm-hmm. to like four people. The Well, he was he turned up in the night. So nice unsurprisingly, guy. I do not remember him. Unsurprisingly, you don't remember <laughs> him. But he's a, nice, a very nice guy. Oh, dear. Um, he lives on your dad's road. Where does he? That guy. Anyway, before we do a last week's and give out somebody's details, <laughs> full uh, name, address, and yeah. marital status. Yeah, one of our, one of our patrons actually got in touch and said, "I'm sure you've given your full address out to in one of your previous patrons." Kevin, and I, I, no, they're talking like in the history of the show, not as in like in recent. She's and nonetheless, it's still out there. I why? Know, why I do you know. think that would be? But any allegedly better? so. And she was like, "I'm not saying this to be a weird stalkerish person. I'm just saying you maybe also want to think about." Yeah, it. Yeah, no, I'm glad you brought it to our attention. Could you let us know which episode, if possible, so we can go back and get rid of it? Because that's <laughs> absolutely unacceptable. Thank you for yeah, contacting if it, but us. If it's, if it's over eighteen months ago, it'll be the old address anyway. And the but more what if it's glad. not over eighteen? What if it's twelve months ago? Well, then we'll put the kettle on. And like sister and brother. You need to have more nows for safety. I need to have many things, Becca. Nows <laughs> for safety, safety is the lowest of the of, of what I need. It absolutely is not. Me and the kitten live here. Um, anyway, this is your Reddit story that I am passing over to you. Obviously, I've not read it. Of course, because why would you? Yeah, Thank so you. the grammar might be shite. Okay. But um, so might the grandpa. 
<laughs> okay, well, this is actually tagged personal encounter. Ooh, so, Betty. Okay. So, oh. It's from some of us do have. I know what it's from. Ooh, be- oh, no, either. that's Kenneth Williams. Ooh, Betty, what have I done? Frank Williams, Frank Spencer. Sorry. Okay. How is this any of this relevant? None of it is. Right, but, you know, okay. it's I'm Kev, what Okay, we're well, over to me now. Yes. Welcome to Reddit Corner with Becca. Thank you. The title of this story is Things Are Moving. I'm hearing my children call me when no one's there. <gasps> what do I do? Let's, mm. let's begin. Let's begin. <laughs> so last night, my husband had to go to the hospital with our youngest, six months old. She is okay, but they didn't get home until 4am. Meaning I was home alone with three other kids. This is kind of a lengthy thing. It's not. Okay. So it started when I went to the thermostat to turn the heat off. It was around 9pm. 9pm. I go to turn it off and I hear, Mum, over my shoulder. Thinking it's my kids awake, I spin round and shout, What? And my stomach clenches as I realise no one's there. Our cat began staring at the bathroom. So I brush it off. Turn on the AC, check on the kids. They are sound asleep. Drooling, snoring, I know them. I go to my bedroom at the back of the house. All the cats, three of them, go to my bed. That sounds such fun. It does, yeah. I crawl in and I'm still dicking around on my phone when I hear from the living room a crash of plastic on the terrazzo floor. I jump... Terrazzo floor? Yeah, T-E-R-R-A-Z-Z-O. Oh, I wanted to see what one... That, not now, but, you know, we'll find out. I jump and listen to what sounds like plastic dragging across the floor, then barefoot steps smacking quickly across the living room. Fuck that. So I think it's my kids. I jump out of bed and rush out and shout, what are you doing? And see the remote across the otherwise neat living room and no one else. Dun, dun, dun. That's I'm, terrifying. Too. I'm now spooked. I think someone is in my house, as I would. Yeah. So I do a sweep, as my dad calls it. I click on every light, I open every door, every closet, everything is on. My kids stare, but are sleeping, so I shut their lights off and the house is clear. No one in it. Hella confused, but still thinking about potential murderers. I go to the bathroom in my room, back of the house, and text my family. I tell them how silly I am and how weird that was. My heart rate rate calms, and I start checking for updates from my husband. Suddenly, in the doorway to the bathroom, with the door open... I hear in my daughter's tiny voice, Mummy? And I stop. My stomach dropped. My blood felt like ice. Just this horrible dread feeling washed over me as I looked up, expecting someone, knowing somehow it's no one. I panicked, called my dad. He calls the police and heads over to my place. Police find nothing. Dad finds nothing but stays with me until husband comes home. Do I sage? Do I call a priest? Do I ignore? I've seen shadows since we started renting this place in the corner of my eye. But I've always had weird things happen. I ignore. What do you recommend, Reddit? Um, and then the, the TLDR is a woman hearing voices of her kids calling for her when no one's there and objects moving in the house. There's two things I like about that story. I mean, it is terrifying. Um, and it's a well-known thing. We touched on it in, in an episode. I don't know whether it was Dark Paranormal or Wintag, um, about often when there's mimicry of voices, it's demonic activity. Um, because it's easy for the demon to get you to do what it wants you to do or to be where it wants you to be. For example, if I'm upstairs and I uh Kev, can you come in the kitchen a sec? Or I you've you've got a certain squeal 
which makes me run. Um, How often do you hear this squeal? Maybe twice every... I was going to say twice every two months. Once a month. Um, what? No, you don't. Well, all right. Once every two months, there's a certain noise. It's the noise that when I run and go, what's going on? You go, stop shouting at me immediately. And I go, <laughs> I'm not. I'm shouting because I'm worried because you've just made that noise. <laughs> um, so that noise. But my point is, if I heard that noise and ran downstairs and you went there, mm-hmm. uh, the argument is it's a demon who's, or it's a malevolent entity at, the, at least, mm. who's learned to mimic. Mimics are the new... Mimics are kind of like they're, they're coming into, into vogue. <laughs> Mimics are the new thing on the block. Yeah, they, well, you know what? It sounds stupid to say, but yeah, it's like they, they're not necessarily replacing the hat man, but um, they're definitely vying for position. Right, and so the Slender Man's just totally over. Slender Man didn't even exist. He was a meme, got out of hand. Could be a tulpa now, like. Could be a tulpa. But the two things that did jump out that made me laugh um, one is, um, I don't, as my dad calls it, a sweep of the house. How often. As a, as a dad had to go and do this in every room and say, I'm just going to do a sweep of the house. I expect the dad of a, a family with children would frequently do a sweep of the house. Okay. The second part of that makes me laugh. The police arrived and searched the property and found nothing. Then my dad did. He also found nothing. So the dad's what's the no, police? No, the dad does it first and no? then the police because the dad gets there first. Well, so the dad rings the police and then goes over to her straight away. Yeah. And then... Read that again. Read the... okay. I panicked, called my dad. He calls the police and heads over to my place. Police find nothing. Dad finds nothing but stays go. with me until husband comes home. Yeah, the police find nothing. Then <coughs> dad finds nothing. So the police go, we fully checked everywhere, sir. There's no one here. Thanks, guys. Thanks, officers. See you later. Don't believe them. Where's me torch? Yeah, but you can see how, if your adult daughter was scared, you can see how you'd be like, right, I'm just going to... Because you know what? You'd, you'd be thinking no one will thoroughly check this more than I. Yes, and to be honest, that's one of the many reasons I don't want children, because if we had a daughter, I'd be in jail within the first year. Genuinely. Because someone would accidentally knock a pram, and I'd be like, <laughs> garrotting them. <laughs> I would. And I'd be like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You've up- She's crying because you've knocked into the pram. Therefore, you've upset her. Therefore, you die. Now you're going to die. Now you're going to die. I mean, obviously, if it was a boy, I'd just have it on a lead behind me, dragging it through the mud. Um, but anyway, enough of my psychological dilemmas. <laughs> are there any um, comments to this? Yeah, there any are a few, yeah. Um, the first comment, well, the top comment, <coughs> is, so some of it might be a version of phantom cries. You know when you finally get the baby to sleep, take a shower, and you swear you can hear a baby crying, but your baby is asleep? Did you really stressed out with a child in the hospital and a new baby? Look at Phantom crying. As far as things move in, I don't know, but I know I've put things in really strange places when I'm sleep deprived, stressed out, and get interrupted when I'm doing something. That just this is just absolute yeah. bollocks rationalization. Hearing things crashing in the middle of the night that no one else hears is also a thing. Exploding head syndrome. I have it. I've had it since I was a kid and didn't know what it was. If it was paranormal or I was losing my mind. I always associated it as a harbinger of bad things. It's worse when I'm under intense stress. Interestingly, someone else says, I have exploding head syndrome and it's crazy how real it sounds. So someone else has asked what it is. And interestingly, a Wikipedia answer bot has popped up. Yeah. Very conveniently. AI. Yeah. And says, um, exploding head syndrome, EHS, is an abnormal sensory perception during sleep in which a person experiences auditory hallucinations that are loud and of short duration when falling asleep or waking up. 
the noise may be frightening, typically occurs only occasionally and is not a serious health concern. Well, if that's the case, I've got EHS because there have been many a time I've woken up to a sound and I've kind of debated, was that my dream? Was that reality? But I've checked. Well, maybe you have. Um, so but my point is as well, the, the search crying babies. No, there's a difference between thinking like you're hearing a crying baby and hearing someone say, Mommy? You know, that's not crying baby. Yeah, but people think, they, no, people think they can hear their own crying baby. Yeah, I understand that. But, I mean, she's saying Google crying baby, but... No, she's, no, she's not. not. She's saying Google um, phantom cries. Yeah, but cry, cries... Cries aren't words, are they? The cries like... Um, someone says, there's nothing like the laughter of a child unless it's 3am and your children are soundly asleep. Yeah. Um, someone else says you should see a doctor before calling a priest. Um, with a six-month-old baby, you're still in the midst of the postpartum period. Postpartum anxiety, depression and psychosis is very real and can manifest in subtle, weird ways. I would also move when possible. <laughs> Take care. Is that what they thought? Yeah. Make your fucking mind up. It's like... Rational, rational, rational demon. Oh, someone else says um, exactly this. I had auditory and visual hallucinations during my PPA. People saying my name, loud crashes and dark shadowy movements. Please go see a doctor. Oh, that's very interesting. Mm, yeah. um, PPA being postpartum something. Um, postpartum anxiety. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, someone else has said 100% need to check for carbon monoxide before you go ghost hunting. Yeah, yeah, well, that's yeah. a... a, a yeah. yeah. I was going to say it's a known fact, but then thought, if somebody said, come check out my haunted house, you know, I'd be guaranteeing I'm taking a crystal ball, a Ouija board, a pendulum. Mm. I wouldn't be taking a carbon monoxide meter, which is should. Well, you absolutely should, yeah. Um, someone else has said, I work with psychic. Uh, just ignore it when they are not... Did you not work with English teacher? No, with uh, when they're not bothering you. If it disrupts your life, you need to deal with it. And someone else has said, for your own safety, ignore them. Don't feed the spirits with fear, because that is how they gain power. Take care. I, we, funny enough, we spoke about that over dinner last night with me with your, your mum. About feeding power. Uh, so the, so the, basically the principle was, I was in an email debate with someone where they were saying, why, for I'll use the Amateurville house, but it's not really haunted anyway, but you know what I mean? Why are the stories where somebody can live in an alleged haunted house and have all this shite going on, they leave immediately. Somebody moves in and says, it's not haunted. And then they leave five years later and somebody else moves in and they're like, how could you have lived here? It's terribly haunted. Hmm. And I think that there is some sort of salient, salient, no, not salient, sentient entities which say, like, seep out of the wall when a new tenant moves in. And they'll do something like knock over a bottle and see how they react. And that's what I was saying to you, mm. is that you your reaction will be very rational. You'll be like, earth tremor. And then the door would close and you'd be like, wind. And eventually the spirit would get bored and be like, there's no point, I'm just I'm just going to go back in the wall until a believer turns up. Then I'd turn up five minutes, five hours, <laughs> sorry, five years later to move in and they'd knock over the bottle and I'd go, fucking hell, what's that? Ah. And they'd be like, oh, okay, now it's time to come out to retirement. Showtime. Yeah, exactly. I do, I do believe that. Mm-hmm. And the example I gave, a real world example, is when, and we've all done this, when you look up in this the... This is my corner. Yeah, I'm sorry. When you look up in the sky and you focus on one star, all of the others around it come into view. How's that relevant? Because it's about paying attention. 
So when you pay something attention... I'm paying you attention, hopefully you'll shut up. No, <laughs> oh, fair enough. Yeah, it is your um, corner, I apologise. So there's some interesting comments here that I think you'll want to hear, if you pipe down. Oh, go on then. Um, someone said... Well, finally, a bit of common sense, I think. Someone said, my daughter used to call out to me in her sleep when she was little. It always freaked me out. Any chance she does is talking in her sleep, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, someone else said, this is quite a big comment, um, said, just how things started here when we moved in. I would see movement from the corner of my eye, but would look and nothing. I mentioned it to my husband one evening, and he said he sees it too. Things escalated after that. Loud bangs on the bedroom wall adjacent to another unit's bedroom wall, but no one had moved in there yet and no other units attached to us. Mm. Always bang, 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 so loud and forceful it would shake the light we have over the bed and wake us up. Wow. We can see the kitchen from our bedroom and we were laying in bed watching TV one night. We have cathedral ceilings and we watched a bright white orb move across the ceiling. No explanation. We had no lights on and our blackout blinds drawn. Later that night, around 3am... Mm-hmm. our living room smoke alarm started blaring for no reason our microwave would go off randomly one picture on the wall would be crooked every morning and so many times either one of us would be in the shower and think the other came in as it would sound like the door sliding open and you'd even see a shadow through the curtain but nope no one there no way one night i was on my phone on the couch and my husband had gone to bed i started drifting off and felt my husband pull a blanket up over me i opened my eyes to acknowledge him no one there and no blanket I sat up and my husband was still fast asleep in bed. It felt as clear as day. And it's weird, as many times I've thought I heard my husband up and about if I'm out early in the morning. Like I hear him getting a coffee and even hear him cough. But when I go in, he's still asleep in bed. We started blessing and praying over our home and just ignore anything that seems strange. And it's actually been pretty quiet here since. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Well, I think on that bombshell, I mean, we're nearly 20 minutes into this red corner. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's a big and. It's a big in, like the nun said. Anyway, um, thank you, Becca, for allowing us into your corner, as You're ever. Welcome. Um, I'm. We're about to record a Patreon, this week's Patreon. Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny, because the way we record these, this week's Patreon that we're about to record is already out. Wow, so the guys know what happened before we do. Yeah. Well, isn't that a, a mind-time-blowing thing? Yeah, no, I really can't. <laughs> My brain is that, because I'll probably just melt on the floor. Anyway, thank you, Becca. You're welcome. Thank you for visiting Reddit Corner with Becca. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Tatty bye! bye. Tatty bye. <laughs>